Richard Bernstein, CEO and CIO of Richard Bernstein Advisors, joining us on the phone this morning. Richard, great to have you on the program. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. It looks like, judging from your notes, you're of the view that uh, this is not going to be a very conducive environment for stock gains. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's really only two certainties going forward. You know, there's tons of issues, but there's really only two certainties. One is that the Fed's going to be tightening. They basically keep telling us that. And number two, the profits are going to be decelerating. And I'm sure if everybody kind of thought about, you know, Fed easing, Fed tightening, profits accelerating, profits decelerating, uh, nobody would choose the combination of profits decelerating and the Fed tightening. And historically, that is the worst combination. Basically, both sides of uh, the math for stocks, right? How much they make and how much the market values uh, each of those dollars for earnings. Uh, do you think that there is uh, one side that particularly will uh, potentially turn positive uh, before the other? I mean, if earnings are going to deteriorate and we've got another pain point for the market, will Powell and team have to slow down by the time September comes around? Yeah, so I think, I think the key to that is going to be uh, employment. And if employment stays strong, and so far, you know, the, the data is saying that, you know, we're still in the strongest, you know, labor market probably of my lifetime, and I'm certainly no spring chicken, but this is definitely the, the strongest uh, labor market of my lifetime. And as long as you have something like that fueling wages, which, of course, is, is great for people and great for the household sector, uh, but probably means you're going to have continued inflation pressure. So I don't think the Fed eases off until they start seeing uh, the unemployment rate uh, actually go up meaningfully, meaningfully enough so we don't have to worry about wages and inflation. We'll be getting the next update tomorrow morning. What do you think we should expect? I, I think we should con continue to expect, you know, very healthy numbers, whether they're whether we positive or negatively surprised, I think will be the story of the day. But I think um, we should expect to see ongoing positive uh, news in the, in the reports for, for quite some time. I mean, job openings are effectively at a record high. I mean, they're down a little bit, but they're effectively at a record high. So that means the incentive to hire is still there. Three or four months ago, it would be a pretty clear calculus that if the number was warm, if it was good, it would probably be bad for markets if it, yields were blowing out higher. But we have had a decent bond rally. Yields have come back down below 3%. Should investors uh, be excited if we see a good report where stocks rally with it? Or should we generally be thinking about these types of events as bear market rallies until something meaningful changes? So I think the, the answer to your question is going to be, what kind of stocks do you own? I think if you're in kind of long-duration tech innovation disruption, you know, bubble-type stocks, I think if you're there and we get a strong number, your, your portfolio is probably not going to perform very well because mm. that means the Fed's going to be raising rates, interest rates will go up, and that's exactly what you don't want to see if you're in those kind of stocks. However, if you're in cyclicals, um, it, might be, it might be pretty interesting. If you're in defensives, it might be pretty interesting because the next step in the process would be that the Fed tightens too much and we have a recession. And then we shouldn't be talking cyclicals or growth. We should be talking defensives. So, in fact, in our portfolios, we're, straddle, we're straddling those late cycle sectors like energy and materials with the defensive stuff, meaning consumer staples, healthcare, and utilities. That's kind of how we're positioned. I like the way you describe those long-duration growth stocks as bubble stocks. Not afraid to use the B word. Seems pretty fair. Uh, Richard, how does the wild card of the commodity-centric stocks fit into your strategy right now? 
Right. So I think that people have been very quick to point to weakness in commodity prices. And, of course, they're down, right? Of course, commodity prices are down. And, and we've seen that. I, I think we want to hold off on declaring victory until China reopens, right? I, 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 I'm kind of amazed that people are so convinced that commodity prices have peaked and that everything's fine and we don't have to worry about commodity inflation while China is wearing hazmat suits. Right. I think when they come out and their economy's back to normal or something similar to normal and commodity prices are down, then I think we can declare victory. But I think it's a little premature uh, to to start to claim victory right now. Is there going to be a trade a uh, or maybe a longer term theme for investors switching from U.S. stocks to those uh, more tied to a Chinese economy? Dollars been tearing through emerging markets, been tearing through pretty much all the other non-U.S. Uh, indexes, but could that change? Right. Well, I think, you know, year to date, non-U.S. developed has actually outperformed U.S., has mm. outperformed, you know, our markets here. And, and part of that is because they're, you know, they don't have the huge tech-centric indices that we have here, right? One has to remember that, that between tech, consumer discretionary, and communications, it was something like 40% of our index was in those three sectors. So as those sectors underperformed, there was a lot of opportunities outside the United States. Just simple math, right, if, if nothing else. The other thing I think people should, should consider is that Western central banks are all tightening. The Chinese central bank is easing. Uh, Western fiscal policy is on hold. Chinese fiscal policy is stimulative. You know, they're coming out of, hopefully, they're going to come out of their COVID caves and take off the hazmat suits, and, and we could see consumption pick up pretty dramatically there. So I don't think anybody's saying that, that you know, Chinese are, or, you know, Chinese leaders are good people, but there may be a counter-cyclical trade in their stock markets. And I think mm. people shouldn't shut that idea out of their head simply because of the politics of the day. Okay. Richard, great stuff. Uh, really like to uh, continue the conversation. Thanks for being here this morning. Sure, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Richard Bernstein is the CEO and CIO of Richard Bernstein Advisors. I like the point about potential more demand coming as China reopens. Don't forget that in the calculus for commodity prices.